Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I am so thrilled to be here today with Vicki and Kim. Sorry. We have not gotten to record a podcast together in oh my, I don't even know how long. I can't yes. remember. Yes. Of course we don't remember a lot because well, you know, <laughs> mom brain. That whole I, I I heard I heard somebody describe a mom's brain as a colander and you know the really the biggest things oh. for the most part stay in there, but all the other stuff tends to go through the whole bottom. Through thousands of little drains. Yes. Yeah. So if you are here this morning, a seventh sister, and you're feeling a little mom brain going on, well, we get you. <laughs> we're, we're right there with you. We have been there with you for many years, and that's actually what this episode is going to be all about. It's going to be about having been there yes. and practical things that we learned along the way that will hopefully um, both encourage and maybe troubleshoot and maybe energize your homeschooling adventure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, let's see. We don't have a really firm agenda for this one. Well, <laughs> we don't really have a very firm agenda for most podcasts, <laughs> but um our general thought is that we want to talk about the things that as we look back on our, oh my goodness, 20 plus years of homeschooling all of our kids all the way to high school graduation, yes. the big things that were game changers were lifesavers, the things that we wished we had known from the beginning. So I'm going to start off with one of the biggest ones, which is um, not a surprise to you if you are familiar with your homeschooling big sisters at sevensistershomeschool.com at all, because we say it regularly. And that is, there is not one right way to homeschool. Amen. Should we say that again? I think we should. All together. One, two, three. There's There's not not one right right way to homeschool. (laughs) And we're recording remotely via Zencaster, and I think there's a delay. Can you tell? You know what? We do so much better if we have our nonverbals. You know, we we can see. But it's true. There's not one right way to homeschool. It's very, very important to know that. What do we mean by that, ladies? We say it a lot, but what do we mean? Recently, I've kind of even flipped that a little bit and said there are many right ways to homeschool. That sounds like a Kim t-shirt. Yeah, kind of does. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, like, what's right for my family might be different from what's right for Sabrina's family or Vicky's family. And probably even more importantly, what's right for my oldest child might be completely different for the next one and the one after that and the one after that. Mm. And the blessing of homeschooling is we're not prescribed that we have to do things the right way. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear a homeschooler or even, you know, school schoolers say, this is the way you have to do things. But really, God made our kids in lots of different ways. And he made us moms in lots of different ways. And it's good to be able to experiment and find things that fit well for our kids and for our families. Yeah, yes. there's also a very, very tight tie between this concept and the idea of there is no place for mom shaming among homeschoolers. Absolutely. Sometimes mm-hmm. the idea of um, one right way doesn't 
get articulated right out there in your face, but it comes through that subtle, oh, your kids don't keep their own portfolio. My kids file everything at the end of every school day. That, that's, oh, okay. And, and they kind of look at you like, what a horrible mother. Your children don't do their portfolio record keeping <laughs> the same way that my kids do. So there's like yeah. this subtle um, assumption within our own minds that when something is going well in our homeschool, that we are doing it the right way. So I'm going to kind of flip it. In addition to remembering that that you don't have to do it the way other people are doing it, is the admonition, I guess, to not expect other people to do it the way you are, even if it's working Ooh. great for you. No, mom. That's marvelous. That's big wisdom right there. You know, another piece of advice that I learned years ago, before there was Pinterest. So (laughs) um, think about our Pinterest perfect homes and our Pinterest perfect homeschools. They don't exist. And one of our our friends at the two to one conference once said that you can be juggling all kinds of balls as a mom. But every day you got to get up and decide which ball you're going to drop because there's no such thing as a Pinterest perfect house while you're homeschooling. True that. And there's no such thing as Pinterest perfect homeschooling anyway because there's all these people involved in the process. (laughs) What's up with the messy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. We do make it messy. And there maybe is another piece of advice, which is to have grace for yourself. For your spouse, for your kids, and for your homeschool community. Because you're going to yeah. have things happen that aren't going to be pretty all the time. And, um, you know, some of it's going to be funny. Some of it's going to be the, the homeschool co-op science experiment that goes totally <laughs> wrong. You had lots of experience with that. <laughs> um, and some of it is not going to be so funny. And it's going to be um, times when we're disappointed with one another, when we are really overstressed and it comes out in unattractive ways, when we don't like the way we're talking to our kids or we don't like the way our kids are talking to each other or to us. There are all those things and we, we are all works in, in process and we all need Jesus. So Amen. Be Amen. Amen. So that, that leads to another thing is if you are feeling stressed and if you are feeling guilty, doesn't mean that you are failing. It's motherhood is all about guilt uh-huh. and homeschooling high schoolers has a lot of stress involved in it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's bad, it's just growth. Yes, yes. yes. And we, we also like to say, never underestimate the power of a good deep breath. Oh, Amen. Yeah, so true. Cause that stress is gonna hit and, and the goal is not to avoid stress or discomfort or pain. I mean, if your goal is to avoid stress, discomfort and pain, you probably shouldn't become a parent because it's just right. really difficult. You know, it's, a, it's a big, it's totally worth it, but it is a big challenge to be a parent yeah. and uh, to be a homeschooling parent means you need to anticipate that the road is going to be bumpy. The battle is the norm. You know, it, this is, this is not a lying on the beach in the sun kind of adventure. This is, this is an uphill trek that is so rewarding. But it give is. yourself grace when you stumble. Yeah. And I'd like to just uh, piggyback on that. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about your expectations of yourself and your children and your family and even your whole lifestyle. Like, you cannot do this at breakneck pace all the time. Um, it's not 
a good idea, is it, Miss Vicky, the counselor? <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing another T-shirt. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. Kim has the best metaphors. So, yeah, it, it really, to be gracious with yourself and to understand that teens, um, they're teenagers. And even good high schoolers need breaks sometimes, so they can't work around the clock. And they also doubt themselves. Mm. So high achieving teens will doubt themselves. You know, kids who are called to be average teens in our American vernacular, where they're going to go into the workforce and just be good contributors to society and the world. You know, they all doubt themselves. And so as parents, we can help them lean into what God plans for them and to explore and discover and learn to believe that God has a plan and that he did not make a mistake mm -hmm. in the parents or in the teens. Good stuff. And let's just use that to launch into academics because we're supposedly sure. doing a, a homeschooling <laughs> podcast and so far all of our advice has had nothing to do with academics. So we're not even going to start with core academics though. We're going to, we're going to jump off of uh, Vicki's springboard that she left for us there which is career exploration is one of the most important things you will ever do in high school. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because, <laughs> because teens need to know that God has a plan and career exploration is about discovering how God made them, what their gifts are, because they all have some kind of gifts and what they are interested in and what their abilities are and what life has taught them so far. And so it's a good opportunity for personal growth and confidence to spend some time with career exploration, which I, I could mention that sevensistershomeschool.com has a career exploration program. For I think that you should mention that because yeah. I'm really, really proud of our career exploration bundle because I think that it is pretty unique because it is encouraging kids not just to look into a bunch of careers that maybe they could possibly be good at, but it's helping them think about what would the impact of this career path be on my life? Mm -hmm. What's my personality like? Yes, I'm really good at math and I could go into computer science and I could be a programmer, but I am an incredibly extroverted, very relational, very social person. And I'm not sure that I could thrive if my primary workday was spent in a cubicle, in isolation. Yes. Um, yes. So those kinds of questions need to be just as important as what are your SAT scores, which courses did you level up to honors in high school, and which ones were really a struggle for you. It's not just about what you can do. It's about what you were wired to do. Yeah, absolutely. And where you will thrive, not yeah. just kind of plug in and pay the bill, put in some hours and pay bills. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing about homeschooling, you know, since we're starting with elective things is teens can explore those electives. They can like say, here's an interest. Maybe I like, uh, you know, studying American history beyond what the silly textbook has and to do an elective credit just exploring a history topic mm. or you know maybe they have an interest in basket weaving and you know want to do a whole course on basket weaving well my goodness you can do that in log hours and put that on the transcript just showing the richness of a teen's interests and and experiences yes and so let's talk about transcripts the homeschool transcript is a document that does not um, define your homeschool. It captures the learning that happened there. And so it, it will include some credits that were earned using traditional textbooks for, for most families. 
Um, but it also has space on there for rich learning in non-traditional ways. And um, you are not cheating when you list a credit on the transcript that was earned in an experiential, out-of-the-box kind of way. Yeah. And the teens can log hours and you know keep a documentation of what they are doing until they get up to what they call a Carnegie unit, which in, it varies state to state how many hours that is, but it's usually between 120 and 180 hours. And they can put that on their transcript and it shows richness because all of life is education. True that. Educational moments. If you need more information, if you've never heard of logging hours before or the idea of experiential learning is very interesting to you but very foreign to you, go to sevensistershomeschool.com to the blog. And in the little search field, um, just enter Carnegie Units or Logging Hours, and you will find super helpful blog posts, primarily written by Vicki, who is kind of the queen of the blog posts at Seven Sisters. And uh, you can get a whole lot more information on how experiential learning finds its place in high school credits on a transcript. Okay, let's see. We should probably talk about core academics a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Sure, why not? So let's see. What happens when you realize that you decided to homeschool your kid in high school, but you don't know how to teach higher math, or you don't know how to teach research paper writing, or you don't know how to teach labs with um, your sciences? What do you do? Do you throw in the towel? Yeah, just give up. Yeah, just give up. Phone a friend. <laughs> phone a friend, yes. Phone that's, a friend. That's that is the best, Kim. Um, yeah, really, is is there's no way you can be an expert on everything, and you don't have to be, because one of the things we want to do with our teens is to help them become independent learners. So they can, these days, they can take online classes through different homeschool academies or um, uh, you know, things like study.com, which listed us on their top they 20. They did, didn't they? Yes, yeah, we're very, we're very grateful way. and we're ever so proud. Study.com gave us a shout out. Thank you. And yeah. that was, and they said we were clever. We did. So, yes. <laughs> so anyway, or or they can take when they get to the right age, they can take courses through their local community colleges. And there's some colleges do online courses that homeschoolers have um, access to. So you can can you know farm kids out digitally or we did so much of in a co-op we would find a co-op we actually we would start co-ops mm -hmm. and get moms who were experts in a field to teach our kids those things and we would teach the things that we loved and our friend our, our we made friends with moms and our kids made friends in the co-ops and it was really cool yeah made some of our best friends in our lives actually and some even became business partners I know it, right? Yeah. Yes. In case yeah. our Seven Sisters who are listening do not know this, that's where SevenSistersHomeschool.com came from. We yes. literally homeschooled in community together in our local area over many years. And some of our kids became just amazing, lifelong friends. And a couple of our kids married each other and have kids together now. And Marilyn yeah. and I are, are joint Grammys to Becca and Casey's kids <laughs> because, you know, we really made some, some lifelong connections there. And yeah. so it's a wonderful thing to reach out and to form and foster and nurture community. And it covers those academic subjects that you don't feel confident with. So yeah. don't yeah. be proud. It's, don't don't yes. stay in isolation if you don't have to. Isolation is a tricky word. You know, we're recording this in July in of 2020 during <laughs> quarantine. And, yeah, but there's, there's, um, there's a sense of isolation that has always kind of 
stereotypically been pinned on homeschooling. People who have not homeschooled or haven't homeschooled for long um, fear that they're just going to be in their house with their kids, just them, the entire weight of education resting upon mom's shoulders. And that's really not the, the best way to do it for the vast majority of families. Um, connecting with one another and, you know, being the body of Christ, like that, that yes. whole connectedness, that's a part of God's design for us. And it, oh, what a blessing it is to homeschool high school. Yeah, and, and really, you get that question, what about socialization? So I will rabbit trail for just a second. Oh, please do. Um, socialize, socialization's definition is passing on the things that are important in a culture and in a family to the next generation. And homeschooling, in my opinion, is one of the best ways to do that. But if you want to just talk about hanging out with people, I don't know many homeschool families. I could name, you know, out of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families I've known over the years, very few that live in the mountains by themselves. <laughs> uh, most most of our kids are very busy in the community, volunteering in, you know, drama or sports and homeschool groups and co-ops and classes. And mostly what we moms are doing is hanging out with each other or uh, managing the resources Horses, or you know, working with our friends, and yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's you know, it is a good life. It is a wonderful life. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I and let's use that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kim. No, go ahead. I was going to digress a little bit. Surprising. Well, let's use that word life and talk about the fact that homeschooling is a lifestyle. It's not just an educational philosophy or an educational approach or an educational style. It's a lifestyle. And um, the, the earlier on that you can embrace that, there, there are families who choose to do what I would call school at home. Mm -hmm. And they have a set starting time every morning and they have set periods of time. And that is fine. If that's working for you, rock on. Um, for a whole lot of homeschool families, especially people who bring their kids home after some time in traditional school, they begin as school at homers. And when that schedule starts to sort of fall apart on them, they feel guilty about it and say, I'm not sure. I, we're, I think we're doing it wrong. We're, we're, we're falling. No, you're not actually falling apart. You are finding a new structure and a rhythm because homeschooling is going to affect your entire life rhythm. And that's actually a good thing. Mm. Yes. Yes. So okay. I think yes. that's excellent advice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I just love listening to you guys and I've okay. missed you so much. Oh, and so I'm just sitting after. here like, I love to hear your voices. So thank you for, <laughs> Seth may have to edit that out. I just needed a like, oh, a little, a little sisterly oh, moment there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. about in tears <laughs> so. Yeah. so before we wrap up because we don't want to run too long with this but um we we're talking a lot about about attitudes and scheduling and structure and balance and all that stuff but um what's the what's the quickest best advice that we could give for how you choose curriculum because there are a lot of choices out there oh there are it can be overwhelming if you're if you're you know yeah, it can be overwhelming. <laughs> so yeah. there's there's not one right kind of curriculum. Yeah. 
One of the best things to do is go to sevensistershomeschool.com and download our our freebie and check the blog posts on how to choose curriculum Mm -hmm. because they can go in it way deeper than we have time for here. But one of the nice things to do is go on Facebook groups for your local area and just ask. Um, Or uh, the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group, you can ask questions on that. It's not hard to homeschool high school. I'm just going to throw that one out there. It's a wonderful group. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that um, that's that's community in our digital age, and you can get such richness of support and questions answered there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And just think about what seems like it will fit your family. Don't look at what everybody else around you is doing if your family doesn't have some of the same interests and needs and ideas. You know, our, that's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. That, that's such a good way to put it, Kim, because some of my best tips for choosing curriculum did come from just watching what people I knew and loved and respected and saw what they were using and said, okay, we're going to use that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was because they were people that I, I already saw how they were homeschooling and I knew that it in some way aligned with the way we were homeschooling. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you simply look on a product description on a website somewhere or in a catalog, um, you're not really getting the best feel for what type of learner, what type of teacher, what type of, of environment that best fits into. And when you can talk to real moms who you know and where you know a little something about their homeschool, ah, oh, what a gift. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, parting best shot from each of us. And I'm going last. <laughs> <laughs> What's your best little nugget? My best nugget is you can do this. Good one. That was quick. Yeah. All right, Kim. <laughs> um, my best nugget is just enjoy the journey. Every day is not going to be full of roses, and some days are going to feel really long. It's sort of like just parenting in general. Like the days might feel really long. Sometimes the minutes and hours feel long, but you blink and the years go by. Um, so just try to savor the good stuff and, and, and let the hard stuff roll off your back as much as you can and take that deep breath and move forward and just really enjoy it. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was a multi-layered nugget. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. It had the chicken and the breading. <laughs> Sorry. The honey mustard dipping sauce. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, you got me going. So. Tell us yours. Okay. And my final nugget is going to be you be you. Yeah. You are going to have moments where your life looks very much like your friends and your community around you. And there are going to be moments where your life looks nothing like them. And what doesn't change in all of that is that God is God and he is good and he loves you and he loves your kids and he is more than happy to give you wisdom and strength and guide you. So pray and you be you lovely uh yeah we should we typically mention that first and in between every single thing pray just pray your way through just lean into god yes he's there absolutely and that is a beautiful final word to wrap up this podcast so we hope that this has been practical encouraging um maybe even offering some troubleshooting help in there Think about the global stuff in your homeschool, not just the nitty gritty, not just um, why are my kids math test grades, not what I was thinking they were, they were going to be this time around. You know, don't, don't get so bogged down in the weeds that you forget to step back and say, why are we doing this? This is, this is good stuff. 
God is here and at work in all of us. I have community that I can turn to. All of those big pieces of the puzzle, they're going to make all the difference in whether your homeschooling adventure feels like um, a rewarding one or simply an exhausting one. And we want to see you feeling like it's a rewarding one. We want to be your big sisters Mm -hmm. and we encourage you to stay in contact with us um, either here at the Homeschool High School podcast or on Seven Sisters social media, on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, um, Pinterest boards, Instagram. um, We're in all of those places. A little bit of Twitter here and there. And certainly at sevensistershomeschool.com where you will find blog posts and lots and lots of curriculum. Ebook PDF curriculum that downloads immediately to your computer. It is affordably priced, but more importantly than that, it is adaptable. We believe that our curriculum should be tailored and tweaked to fit your homeschool instead of you trying to cram your homeschool into some rigid piece of curriculum. And you will find friendly and easily adaptable titles there for all sorts of high school subjects, lots of English language arts materials, lots of electives, and even some stuff for younger kids. So check out the bookstore at sevensistershomeschool.com and tune in again for future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Fred, you have to be silent now. Fred, you have to be silent now. That's one microphone is going to pick up every single little bit of noise. Okay, you're done. You're good. Are you going out for your bike ride? I thought you were going to be riding by now. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I told you I would do all the dishes so that I could get you out of the house more quickly, but it didn't stick. So thank you so much, sweetheart. Awesome job. We all love you, Fred. (laughs) Nikki and Kim say they love you. We love you. Okay. Sorry about that. No, shall we try to start now? We'll just let Seth cut that original 37 seconds off, please. You know he's going to put that in, like, outtakes. That should be an outtake. It now, should. I noticed I'm still smaller than y'all. Should I go back in? No, no, you're, no, you're no, not. no, 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 we're good. You are on mine. All right, cool. Yeah, All right. I think you're good. Cool. Okay, deep breath in. Here we go. <clears throat>